Making Time with God a Priority The last few years, life and ministry seem to have gotten more and more time-consuming for me. There are never enough hours in a day to get everything done that needs to be done. However, I've learned that I must make my quality time with God one of those non-negotiables in my daily schedule, for I need His strength and guidance to move forward safely. Making time for daily devotions is not something we do so we can check it off our to-do list for the day. It's so that we can know our Savior and King. If you love someone, you don't ask, how much time must I spend with him or her? But rather, what can I possibly do to rearrange my life and schedule so that we can spend even more time together? While I don't believe God wants us to be clock watchers, the more we get to know Him, the more time we will want to spend in His presence. Some may take more time and some may take less, but the most important thing is that we get enough time with Him each day to know that He is with us and is ready to walk with us. Ellen White writes, Do not leave your closet until you feel strong in God. Until we have this peace, we must not leave our time with Him. This is not about fitting Him around our agenda, but making ourselves available to His agenda. She writes further, Many even in their seasons of devotion fail of receiving the blessing of real communion with God. They are in too great haste. With hurried steps, they press through the circle of Christ's loving presence, pausing perhaps a moment within the sacred precincts, but not waiting for counsel. They have no time to remain with the Divine Teacher. With their burdens, they return to their work. These workers can never attain the highest success until they learn the secret of strength. They must give themselves time to think, to pray, to wait upon God for a renewal of physical, mental, and spiritual power. They need the uplifting influence of His Spirit. Receiving this, they will be quickened by fresh life. The wearied frame and tired brain will be refreshed. The burdened heart will be lightened. My friend Pavel Goya, whose life story is shared in the book One Miracle After Another, shares how when he was first converted and still living in communist Russia, he made the commitment to God that he was never going to leave his place of prayer and worship in the morning for any reason until he knew that God was with him and would accompany him through his day. He stuck fast to that promise, even when he accidentally slept in one day, and he knew that if he kept his commitment to God, he would miss an important class at school taught by one of the strictest communist professors he'd ever had. Although fearing what the repercussions would be because of his absence, he took the time with God he needed, about two hours. When he arrived at school, he found that the class he had missed had been cancelled because his professor was sick. Another time, Pavel accidentally slept in again. This time, he had an important meeting with a county building commissioner as he had been denied wages by an unruly supervisor. Realizing he only had 15 minutes to spare, he grabbed his clothes and prepared to leave when God reminded him that they hadn't had their time together yet. Pavel knew it would be horrible to miss such an important appointment and that his job could be on the line, but he knew that his appointment with God 
was more important. So he stopped rushing and sat down to read his Bible and pray. Two hours later, he headed toward the appointment he had missed, unsure of what he would find, but certain that God was with him. When he arrived, he gladly discovered that the building commissioner had been tied up all morning in meetings and that he hadn't even missed the appointment. However, just then, the man opened his office door and came out to the secretary's desk where Pavel was waiting. Pavel was able to share his problem and the issue was quickly resolved. Time and time again throughout his life, and even while serving in the Romanian communist military, God worked miracle after miracle as Pavel made his daily time with God his first priority. Ellen White herself was known for her hours spent in the Word and in prayer. Often rising as early as 2 a.m. or 3 a.m., she would spend hours pleading with the Lord for wisdom and direction. Staying up all night in prayer was not out of the ordinary. Although weak and frail in health for most of her life, her strength she gained through prayer. And it's obvious that God blessed, as her Holy Spirit-filled life has impacted millions even to this day. John Wesley once stated, I have so much to do that I spend several hours in prayer before I am able to do it. Martin Luther agreed, If I fail to spend two hours in prayer each morning, the devil gets the victory through the day. S.D. Gordon wrote, The great people of the earth today are the people who pray. I do not mean those who talk about prayer, nor those who say they believe in prayer, nor those who explain prayer, but I mean those who actually take the time to pray. They have not time. It must be taken from something else. That something else is important, very important and pressing, but still less important and pressing than prayer. There are people who put prayer first and group the other items in life's schedule around and after prayer. These are the people today who are doing the most for God in winning souls, in solving problems, in awakening churches. Speaking of mighty men of prayer, I don't think we have a better example than our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. It wasn't any easier for Jesus to get away and pray than it is for us today. No other life was ever so crowded with labor and responsibility as was that of Jesus, yet how often he was found in prayer. How constant was his communion with God. Again and again in the history of his earthly life are found records such as these. Rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities, and he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Mark 1.35, Luke 5.15-16, and Luke 6.12. We may be busy, very busy, but that is no excuse to miss daily quality time with God. We are not busier than Jesus, and we never will be. Jesus was so busy that he often didn't have time to eat as he dealt with the needs of those pressing around him. Yet it was often during these busiest times that he spent his nights in prayer. 
As a result, he came back to his work renewed and invigorated. We have much to learn from his example. The small belief we have in the true effectiveness and power of prayer is painfully evidenced by the little time we give to it in our daily lives. If we truly understood the gift God has given us in the divine appointment of prayer, we would no longer be fitting prayer around our schedules, but we would be seeking to fit our schedules around prayer. We would be praying throughout our days and every decision that arises, rather than stretching our tired brains, would be an instant call to prayer. Charles Spurgeon, a famous revivalist known for his success in ministry due to prayer, stated, Sometimes we think we are too busy to pray. That is a great mistake, for praying is a saving of time. If God is truly going to be free to work powerfully in our lives, something has to change, and that something is our priorities. Heaven with its attractions is before you, an eternal weight of glory which you may lose or gain. Which shall it be? Your life and your character will testify the choice you have made. I feel the more anxious because I see so many indifferent upon the subjects of infinite importance. They are always busy here and there about matters of minor importance, and the one great subject is put out of their thoughts. They have no time to pray, no time to watch, no time to search the scriptures. They are altogether too busy to make the necessary preparation for the future life. They cannot devote time to perfect Christian characters and in diligence to secure a title to heaven. In the next chapter, I will share more practical tips about how we can intentionally rearrange our priorities so we can have undistracted time with God each day. For now, we may be busy, but let us not be too busy to pray and spend time in God's Word. Our lives and eternal destinies depend upon it. God is not asking for much, but if we are going to dare to ask for more, He's asking for more too.